Come on in, cousins, and gather yourselves. Welcome to the Unicorn Club Audio Journal Podcast. Today is December 18th, 2020. To all of my day ones and to my new cousins, welcome, God bless you, and I love you. In previous podcasts, I did tell you guys why I do not call you followers and why I call you cousins. So let us get right into it as I just want to um, just stop in real quick and tell you that karma is still prevalent. Karma is still prevalent. In November, I had mentioned to you guys that, um, you know, we were going to be getting karma back for about six weeks. So that meant the month of November and first two weeks of December. So I've witnessed a lot of people get back their karma. So if you did good, then you got back good. If you didn't do good, then you did not get good karma. I had gotten back some karma that I had done to my mother uh, maybe about 25 years ago. And I recognized it because, excuse me, it came back to me through my son. So what I did to my mother, it came back to me through my son. And, um, yes, like almost 30 years later that I had gotten back that karma. So I fully understood um, how it was that I made my mother feel. Nevertheless, um, I think that I was completely justified in doing what it was that I had done because my mother and I had a very toxic relationship. It was toxic. It was dysfunctional. It was combative. Um, it was abusive financially, mentally, emotionally, uh, physically. And so um, I I didn't know the word boundaries. And so, of course, because I didn't know the word boundaries, I did not know how to set healthy boundaries for myself. And the way that I responded was... Um, uh, the best I could with what I had and what I knew in that moment. Nevertheless, I do now, 25 years later, um, having to be more emotionally mature, I do understand the negative impact that I had on her. And, well, I do understand the negative impact that my response to her bad parenting had on her doesn't make it right but I understand so um that was the most that had transpired for me as far as karma goes so um there was a year where I did not take I was not appreciative of God providing for me. I was not appreciative of it at all. And I was in my own mind depending on myself when in essence everything comes from God. The air, 
I breathe, the food I eat, the clothes on my back, the roof over my head, my success, my failures, like everything, um, my my mental faculties, it all is because of God. And I didn't realize it. I didn't know. So um, I took the money that he provided me with for granted. And I remember having a dream. And in the dream, um, there was, I think it was four dimes or five dimes, something like that, on the ground, and I just walked past it. Um, and when I woke up from the dream, I recorded it on audio. Forgetting about the dream, I go on about my day, and, well, maybe it was a couple of days later, and on the same street... On the same side of the street in the same neighborhood, I saw the exact amount of dimes that was in my dream. And I walked past those dimes. And I don't even think it was the fact that I walked past those dimes that was the issue. I think it was my heart that said, I don't need those dimes. I'm too good for those dimes. I got money, and I was a bit boastful and arrogant about it. I kind of just went on, you know, with my life. And the next thing that I know, my money kept drying up. Even when I thought I had extra, that was gone. And it got so bad that I was in my penny jar putting together pennies just to buy basic things that I needed from the 99 cent store. I was so embarrassed to go into the store with um, pennies with the, and then I put them in those, you know, those penny rollers they have, you know, in a bag and it has like pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters. And that's what I had put the pennies in. I was so embarrassed. And then um, I had a flashback of the dream that I had and a flashback of me literally in real life walking past those pennies. And it dawned on me that I had took what God had provided me with for granted and um, God just wanted to teach me um, not so much a lesson, but to understand that <clears throat> I can't provide, I can't, I can't depend on myself and I'm not providing for myself. Everything, every good and perfect gift comes from up above. And so, um, I remember budgeting and everything and still my money was gone. So... I ended up apologizing to God and God had restored me after um, I understood what my mistake was and I apologized. So I was talking to a friend about my experience and you know what I learned so forth and so on and 
the next day when we spoke, he said, oh, you know, I'm not where I want to be financially, but I can take care of everything that I need and get some of the things that I want as long as I can, you know, have a little extra money from for my hobbies, I'm okay. You know, I have my house, and I have my car, and I have my 401k, and you know, I have money here, and a little bit stashed there, and this is how much money is in my um, stock, and I'm listening, and I'm thinking, he has no empathy or compassion for how broke and poor I was. Even though I was broke and poor, I still had a roof over my head. I still had food on the table. Um, but I was in disconnection. I had a disconnection notice with my cable provider and my con Edison because I couldn't, I couldn't pay it. Um, I don't remember if I was able to pay my, my rent or not. Um, I don't remember. Probably so. Um, but anyhow, nevertheless, I just felt like he didn't have any empathy or compassion towards, you know, how I felt being so destitute. And I said to myself, you know, once I become an RN, my annual salary completely changes. And I am going to make sure I let him know my income is now three times more than what his is. And I never forgot it. Well, let me tell you something about karma, because that was about two or three years ago when my so-called friend had said that to me. And here we are in 2020, and he says to me, you know, I can't afford to pay for um, certain things. I can't spend money on hobbies. I can't get anyone any Christmas gifts this year. Um, I can't afford to get my car fixed and I owe money on all these bills and I'm going to have to take my tax money to get out of it. My car broke down. It can't fix. I have to get a new car to get back and forth to work and I don't even have the money to buy a car. I've never been so broke before a day in my life. And I thought to myself, well, look at how the tables turn. Look at God. But I didn't gloat in any of it. I didn't, you know, rejoice or do cartwheels or anything like that in my mind. Because I know what that feels like to be dead and stinking broke. I know what it feels like to um, not have food. I know what it feels like to live in a homeless shelter. I know what it feels like to have to go and sleep on somebody else's, you know, living room floor. I know what that feels like. I know what depression feels like. I know what a panic attack feels like. I know what anxieties and paranoia feels like. I know what this stuff feels like, and it's no laughing matter. So I said to him, if I could help you, I would. And so 
he still has a job and he still gets paid every two weeks. So I know that, you know, he can afford to buy food for himself at the very least. So I decided that maybe I would brighten up his spirits a little bit and send him a Christmas gift. And I said, listen, you don't have to send me, you know, any Christmas gift, you know. Like, I've never had any real issues with you over the years of knowing you or anything like that. You don't have to get me anything. I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart. And he said, okay, but he still um, got me something anyway. So nevertheless, the Christmas gift that I got him was about eight bucks. And he was very, very happy with it. And I was hoping that I knew he would find the toothbrush useful, but I wasn't sure if he was going to be happy about it. So there's this new toothbrush. Um, it looks like a sponge, but it's actually bristles when you touch it. And it's extremely soft. So if you have sensitive teeth or sensitive gums, um, this toothbrush would be great. I don't remember the name of the company, but I do know that I found it on Amazon. It was like two in a pack for eight bucks. And... Um, it had like over 10,000 reviews and the few that I did read had really, really great recommendations on the toothbrush. So he loved it. He loved it. I was glad that he, he liked it. So then I spoke to another acquaintance and I tell you guys her name is Shiesty Judas. And I explained why her name is Shiesty Judas. But for you new listeners, let me just briefly explain why. So I call her Shiesty Judas because she takes the money that man, a man gives her and gives it to another man to pay his bills. That's just the short version of why I call her Shiesty Judas. Okay, that's a short version. There's still more. So anyhow, I call, she's an acquaintance. Um, and Shiesty Judas was telling me how um, she was talking to a guy who lives with a woman, um, the mother of his children, in fact. And so let me insert something right here. She's a side chick. She knows she's a side chick. She doesn't have any issues with being a side chick. Okay? So, this man who lives with his baby mama said, you know, he called her out on her on her lies and the lie that she said was oh I don't really go outside I don't really interact I don't mingle because coronavirus the pandemic you know I've got my child and we got on the remote learning and I don't have time and blah 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 but the guy says to her well all of these things are still happening and you still found time to go and meet with another man and have sex with him. So you're really just full of excuses. You do what you want to do. And she never told me that she acknowledged it or denied it. I didn't call her out on it. I just let her rock. Right? Three days after she gets called out, um, the man that gives her money and he sells it to her, like almost like prostitution, to be honest, he sells her money and, uh, she said, listen, 
We're supposed to be trying to make a relationship work between us. You want us to live together and have a child and blah, 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 so forth and so on. Um, So why is it you don't call me when you have free time? You call me when it's inconvenient for, for me to really talk to you and give you my attention. So you're just doing whatever it is that you want to do. You're full of crap. And I started laughing. And I said to myself, you know, you just got called out for the very same thing that you did to someone else. And now you get it back and you're stressed out. (laughs) You get your car and you stress. (laughs) But you know something (laughs) from the summertime. Um. She has been getting a lot of her karma back. And I know that she's starting to see what's wrong with her being full of shit. And I'm also glad to know that other people see that she does whatever she feels like doing. And if she doesn't feel like doing anything or she's not interested in doing anything, she doesn't be honest about it. She makes up an excuse. She lies. She play games. She duck and she dodge. When she could just be an adult and just say, I'm not up to it. Another time, I'll let you know. And kind of just let that go. But that's not what she does. So when someone pulls a her on her, you know, she really has an issue with it. I think it's the funniest thing. So here's the point of the podcast. Karma is not done. We had the energies of, you know, November coming into December. Um, I thought it was just going to be the first Two weeks of December, but we're now 18 days in. And I see that karma is still um, showing her pretty face. So again, be be diligent in your actions. Be mindful. Um, or treat people the way that you treat yourself. Um, another thing that I want to say is... Um, Don't make excuses for your behavior. Um, Your childhood trauma, um, your depression, your trust issues, your narcissism does not give you the right to to treat other people like shit. You have to take accountability for your actions. You need to find strategies to be a better person. You have to figure out what maturity and growth looks like. You also have to discover what your triggers are. And sometimes you don't know what questions to ask yourself. Like one of the questions that I ask myself is what triggered me? Was it the yelling? Was it the screaming? Was it the insult to my intelligence? All right, so it was the insult to my intelligence. So why do I find that to be so offensive? Or do I find it to be disrespectful? And I kind of just dig deep. 
another thing that you can do to, because therapists actually are hard to find now. Um, they're like booked and busy, like never before. And sometimes I wish I had a certification or a license to be a therapist because I would make this shmoney. Um, go on Pinterest and put in a search bar what triggered me. And you're going to get a plethora of um, information uh, of questions that you can ask yourself. And um, that will help. So anyhow, that's that. So I remember discussing with you guys that I was um, going to go into season three of the podcast and it was um, going to be a different me. But I hadn't fully decided what I wanted it to be about. But what I do want to do is dig a little bit deeper into healing, how to heal, growth and maturity, and how to get to that place of maturity. So we need to, well, I need to connect with my tribe on a more intimate level. So I've decided to start an Instagram profile for the Unicorn Club. And I'm not I'm not fully decided on like the theme of it or how this is going to go. The only thing I know for now is that the Unicorn Club Instagram page is live as we speak right now, December 18th, 2020. I will post um, whenever there is something on my heart. I will continue to create my audio journal podcast and we're going to take it from there. I have no real plan, no real goal, just a little more intimacy with my cousins because I feel like in 2021, we're just going to come to a time um, where we just need to, people in general, um, are just going to need to connect with other people on a more intimate level. Um, It's going to be a time where we all gravitate towards our soul sinistry. You understand what I mean? So it's going to be like attracts like. And the, the desire or the need or the want to kind of be around like-minded people where we can kind of share ideas um, with each other. And and um, we'll figure it out. So um, that's about it. I'm going to go and get myself a little bit of rest, cousins. I've got a little um, bit of a day ahead of me tomorrow. While it's really more of me just doing some personal soul searching and, you know, some affirmations and meditation and preparing for my fast on the 21st of this month. My previous podcast, I did discuss 
um, the purpose for the fast on the 21st of this month. So if you want to do that, um, you, you're going to have to do it at a, sh <laughs> a short notice. All right, cousins? All right. So you guys um, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever time it is that you are listening to this podcast. And if anyone hadn't told you today, today, I'm going to tell you, I love you. All right. God bless you and shalom.